This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Hopefully many of you, like you do every Lord's Day, were able to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hopefully you are aware that every Sunday is a Resurrection Sunday. Amen. That we Preach don't um, <laughs> just celebrate the resurrection once a year. The whole point is that the day of the Lord's Day being moved to Sunday instead of Saturday, like it would have been in the Old Covenant, is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the whole idea is that the church gathers every week as those that celebrate a risen Savior, and, and it's a call to new life every week. So... We don't want to, to minimize the once-a-year celebration of the resurrection, but we don't want to also have you think that that's the only time you celebrate the resurrection. So I am now stepping down <laughs> from my soapbox. But I do think there is a, a, a misunderstanding about that. Yeah. That people will say, well, we can only sing these songs once a year. Well, no. Every Sunday is a Resurrection Sunday. You can just open up your hymn books to the... Yeah, the day of resurrection, earth, tell it out abroad. Yeah. The Passover of gladness, the Passover of God. Yeah, yeah I think if we're honestly, with a critical eye, kind of looking at big church culture, sometimes we fall into that trap where Easter does become this big cultural celebration, and we do things that we are out of the ordinary. And, and out of Scripture. And, right, and even <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of Scripture. Yeah. And, and egg rolls and, and egg drops and, and all these things. Yeah, and we create all of this hoopla. I was very convicted one time when I was in this mindset, and we, we built Easter Sunday into something that did not look like our regular church. And so if you were a visitor and you came through the doors, you experienced something that if you came the very next week, you'd be like, where, where was all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Where's that church? And so I think it, to Russ's point, like it's – it's vital that we keep the the resurrection at the forefront of our minds and recognize that it's a it's a long term faithful obedience in the same direction every day, living mm-hmm. in light of the resurrection. And Easter's awesome; we should celebrate it. But every week is Easter week. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating back when I'm going to say a swear word on the air, so I'm so sorry. Back when COVID first came, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say yeah. your earmuffs on kids. Yeah, there was that stretch where Governor Little asked us if we would not meet his churches, and many of us. You know, had that. I think it was basically a six-week period where we were asked not to gather because there was so much uncertainty, unknown, and we were all trying to juggle. You know, doing our part and and obeying those in leadership and trying to do what we could as a church. All of that good stuff, y'all remember. So I'm not going to belabor that. But I remember that was right during Easter. Yep. And I had and some people in our church that were absolutely devastated that they couldn't gather for Easter Sunday. And in my mind, what I wanted to say was, but that feeling that you have for that particular Sunday should be the feeling that you have for every Sunday that we're not gathering as God's people. That Mm -hmm. it's no different on Easter Sunday as it is the Sunday before or the Sunday after. It's 
that's the gift of the resurrection that we now gather as God's people as a resurrected people because we serve a resurrected Christ. So hopefully this series is not in a roundabout way reinforcing a negative behavior. We, we're not, that's not our intent. Our intent is to say these are sure events that happened. And we celebrate the resurrection when we're talking about it now because the world is talking about it now. And so we're just using the opportunity that that affords us. And we want to talk about that all week long. And so today we are going to look at John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Somebody's reading that, but I just don't know who that is. Uh, John 20, beginning of verse 1 from the Christian Standard Bible. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple went out heading to the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen clothes lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloths, but was folded up in a separate place by itself. The other disciple who had reached the tomb first, then also went in, saw, and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. But Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it that you're seeking? Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. Turning around, she said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said to her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced it to the disciples. I have seen the Lord. And she told them what he had said to her. So we're going to look at really the two incidents, one with Peter and John at the tomb, instigated by Mary. Mary was there, um, which shows you just the depth of love of Mary, that she cannot wait to get to Jesus's body because they had to, to forgo some of the preparations because of the Passover. So she's longing out of love for her Savior to, to, to be with Christ. And she gets to the tomb and the, and the stone is not there. And mm. she's scared. And so she, and she goes to the disciples to, to report this and then Peter and John run to the tomb. What's the significance of that moment of what the disciples see, what they um, experience there? Well, first, I think John wants us to know he's faster than Peter. Yes, it does feel like <laughs> a couple times, little couple macho times. Yeah. Couple times. <laughs> moments yeah. here. Yeah. Well, no, I, the, uh, the, I think, one, we see, although, you know, jo- all joking aside, I mean, John, he's hesitant to go in. He kind of looks in and he sees, kind of, but then, you know, Peter, you know, barges in. But does a, a couple things of you know the the other disciples here they ran together the the linen cloths were lying there I think that's important you know and even the thing covering his face we're told is is folded up you know it's 
the, these claws would have been laden with you know various ointments and things like that and these were like discarded not in a way that's i don't know not haphazard like a, yeah not there not was like a, a something done that like discarded. right it's, yeah. it's 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 placed there carefully yeah. and uh i i think that's it, it's a small detail but i think it's an important detail that okay this isn't grave robbers like you said coming in taking his body and just throwing stuff in there and then yeah hey, the linen cloth leaving. would have actually had some um, value to it right yeah so if it is a grave robber they wouldn't have left it behind yeah. they would have right. taken it that yeah. was one of the reasons why they broke into graves back then mm-hmm. yeah i think that you know what is interesting you almost have to read all the gospel accounts in a um, in a harmony because you can be you kind of get lost you know between who was there and who went in first and you know what happened to the other uh, two women that were with Mary Magdalene. Uh, you know that these things are happening. So there is a coordination of all this stuff. But you know we had finished uh, with the crucifixion. We said that Mary was at the. She was at the cross. She observed the burial, and she came to the tomb early that morning. It's not like she misunderstood where she where the Lord was buried. You mm-hmm. know all the objections that can be brought about the resurrection are answered in the accounts. Um, and I think that the fact that uh, she's there was important. And it also s- s- shows that, you know, I mean, if you were going to create a story about the resurrection, uh, you know, women were not even among those who could give legal testimony in court during those days. And so it just shows, again, the inspiration of Scripture. God chooses his witnesses. And he chose that these women would be the first witnesses to the resurrection. There's some significant, I think, too, that the disciples didn't quite understand what they were seeing. Uh, verse 9 says, For they did not yet understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. So at this point, I think they're, they're, there's a, they believe that, <coughs> that Jesus is not in the tomb, which is the first thing. That he's been resurrected is yet to, yet to come to full fulfillment, which we'll see in the second half yeah. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, this is just a testimony to just the whole life of faith, isn't it? Yeah. It tells us that Peter went, then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went and saw and believed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. There's that, that struggle of faith where yeah. you're believing mm-hmm. and, and don't fully understand, mm-hmm. but faith and, and some misunderstanding, doubt is all kind of rolled up in, in the life of faith. Mm-hmm. And the, the very fact that the they're able to witness an empty tomb. You know, Jesus could have risen from the dead without that, without, you know, as he, as he did, you know, in his resurrected body, he passed into the upper room of the disciples when they were meeting, you know, and appeared before them. You know, he didn't need a doorway. But the very fact that the stone is rolled back and they're able to see, that's for our benefit. Mm-hmm. We, we, that's the validation on the resurrection. I think one one important thing too is you know a little bit later as Mary is wondering where Jesus is, Peter and John have gone back to report what they saw, and Mary sees Jesus, doesn't immediately recognize him, and then when she does, after he calls her Mary, uses her name, she's she clings to him, and he is telling her not to do that, don't cling to me, and it's an important thing aspect of the fact that this is a real body that Jesus has. This mm-hmm. isn't some spiritual apparition or manifestation uh, he has his real human physical body that he continues to have to this day in a glorified state 
Sometimes people question the whole, well, why doesn't Mary recognize Jesus was somehow that she couldn't see, you know, was he different? Well, to me, this is really not that complicated. Mary, the, the passage tells us over and over again, is weeping. Mm-hmm. I, I think she didn't recognize Jesus because she's crying so hard. And I, I don't think she's seen well because she is in a place of sorrow and there she, are very natural uh, explanations yeah. for what is going on here. I mean, you know, when you see somebody in a place that you don't expect to see them. Mm-hmm. In fact, if I, you know, the people that have seen me on a Sunday morning and then they might run into me in Costco, they don't. Sometimes it's like I don't. I didn't even <laughs> recognize you at first. Yeah, you're in the wrong yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, you're in the wrong place. You're wearing the wrong clothes. You know, it's not. It's there's not an expect. So I think there are very natural explanations for why she didn't. In that, well, you went. You were mentioning earlier this whole tension between yeah, they believe, but yeah, maybe they don't completely understand yet, and they're coming to that understanding. She was looking for a dead body. Mm-hmm. You know, she was not expecting Jesus to be alive and well. She had come to do a job in the early morning. Remember, it's not yep. very light out. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the, the dawn of the, the day. Mm-hmm. And she is in mourning, and she's crying, and she's there to do a task, and she doesn't know what's going on. She is confused. I mean, we have the, the opportunity of knowing what was going to take place. Mm-hmm. The, the gospel accounts have prepared us for us. 2,000 years of evidence have, have reinforced it. But if you think of what these disciples were going through, and what they were experiencing in real time and fa- plays. This is a traumatic moment. Glorious moment, mm-hmm. yeah. but traumatic moment. And demonstrably convinced that of Jesus' resurrection. That's where know, they end up. Yeah, yep. that's where they end up. Well, we'll explore this further as the week goes on. We'll see you next time. <laughs>